If you are sitting at home next to your radio, you're hearing the music faster than you are if you're in the hall. Listening for the secret. Searching for the sound. This is The Sound Podcast with Ira Haberman. When the first light came in, it was cold up north again, and the frost slowly thawed in the dawn. It takes a faithful breath to put a worried mind at rest, and still remember the narrow bridge we're on. The troubled times, troubled times, you don't ease a worried mind. Troubled times, troubled times, you stay behind. The troubled times, troubled times, you don't ease a worried mind. Troubled times, troubled times, just stay behind.
comes again and brings quiet through the glen. In the still, we hear the blackbirds call. Through these rivers, you can see in the moonlight through the trees that the bridge was not so narrow. You've been listening to The Narrow Bridge by Nefesh Mountain. It's a timely and gorgeous song reworked from the original version that appeared on the band's 2018 album, Beneath the Open Sky. The song references the centuries-old teachings of Rabbi Nachman of Breslov. Specifically, the lyrics in the original Hebrew suggest that the whole world is a very narrow bridge, and the main thing is to have no fear at all. It's a song referenced by many since the October 7th terror attack on Israel, which Nefesh Mountain had already re-recorded for the release of their EP, Cabin Sessions, due out February 2nd. The band, fronted by husband and wife Eric Lindbergh and Donny Zasloff, instead released the song days after the attack on Israel in an attempt to offer up some solace to the crisis without specifically playing politics. It was that single and the subsequent press release from the band's publicist that got me really intrigued by Nefesh Mount's origin story and the music they make. I sat down to chat with Eric and Donnie of Menefesh Mountain and talked about the cabin sessions, their affinity for ancient Jewish text and folk music, and the band's sound and its evolution, and much more. Thanks so much for taking the time, guys. Really appreciate it. Um, I first came across um, your story when, I first of all, I got a press release, but I get a lot of press releases, so I had to dig in a little bit deeper. And when I did dig in a little deeper, I found your version of the bridge which references um which references um an old ancient hebrew song um by the same name and i was overwhelmed with emotion when i first heard it and i know that the song is part of the cabin sessions that's due out on february 2nd but i thought it would be good to hear more about the inspiration between behind releasing or re-releasing that song and just the vibe overall uh, around nefesh mountain so maybe you could tell us a bit about first how you guys got started and where the name comes from, and then we can uh, dig into the rest. First of all, thanks for having us on. Pleasure. Um, the name Nefesh Mountain, Nefesh means soul in Hebrew. And um, and so that's sort of the inspiration of, of the name. Um, this whole thing between Eric and I and, and creating Nefesh Mountain really happened. It's a love story. So um, Eric and I, fell in love and then sort of all of this truth and soulfulness came pouring out through music and we kind of accidentally started doing what we're doing now. Um, it was truly just um, organic and and from love. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's really the origin of all of this. Um, you came with your background and your 
the person that you are and I came with me and, and this is where we are. And this, and truly what we're doing now feels to me, and I, I can't speak for you still, even though we're, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, it does feel truly like we're speaking our truth and, um, and trying to make the world a little bit better through our music. Not only soul too, yeah. also like breath and animated life. And uh, I've spirit, I'm, almost spirit, right? Almost spirit and soul. Spirit, yeah, yeah, totally. Spirit, kind of all. I mean, for me, it's it's a all all of the above. You know, any of these kind of mystical things that, especially with relating it to Nefesh Mountain, which we're obsessed with mountains and and nature and the woods and the oceans and like we write a lot of songs about nature. And I love the idea that nature is this living, breathing thing with us that the answers are out there somewhere that, that we can actually learn more from nature than ourselves especially these days with when humans aren't really being the best version of humans you know so like so i love this idea that you know that the trees are alive you know like like tolkien wrote about the ants you know and the, and these like you know mystical things in the universe I, I believe in all that stuff it's kind of all they're hidden in the band name you know when people are first exposed to your music um aside from um obviously your beautiful voices and the harmonies and the playing it's interesting because you know it's hard to tell if you're um sort of a, a jewish bluegrass band or a bluegrass band but when you dig a little deeper and you see some of the people that have contributed to past records or past eps i mean these aren't slouches in the in the bluegrass world people like sam bush who's been on the show before a how satisfying is it to be recognized by some of your musical peers or musical idols how do you feel about when when somebody like Sam Bush says, "Yeah, I'd, I'd I'd be delighted to contribute to your music"? Yeah, if you're a Sam Bush fan and you all of a sudden find out that you're, I'm talking to you or maybe anybody that is a Sam Bush fan, and you find out that Sam's going to play your songs, you're going to freak out because you're a huge Sam. I've, I've been a fan of Sam Bush, all these guys, Jerry Douglas, Brian Sutton, David Greer, Tony Trishka. We, we've had yeah. a chance to collaborate with. Um, with these gigantic bluegrass luminaries through the years. And I've, I've, it's been um, the honor of my lifetime, you know, so far to be able to work with, with them because, and not only for me, and by the way, I, I think we're a bluegrass band or, or really even nowadays, we're more of a, a broad painting in broader strokes under the umbrella of Americana music. I think of us as just being a band, not just, but we're, we're a band and we're writing songs about our life, about our marriage, about our kids, about, the pain in the world about, you know, silly things, funny things like any band would do. Um, so I think of us as being an Americana bluegrass band. And we have this element that we've always been open about our Jewish heritage um, because we live in a world where we're seeing, we've been doing this for almost 10 years. We're seeing this rise in anti-Semitism. We're seeing this rise in hate across, across the board for a lot of marginalized groups, across, you know, in, in the U S and abroad. And we've always used our whatever platform we have to speak out about diversity, diversity, about inclusivity, you know, about unity for this world um, as Jewish Americans who have faced a lot of hate and, you know, within the bluegrass world, even, um, of course, not from beautiful Sam Bush and Jared Douglas to bring it back to them. They've so to answer your question, they've to have their support has quite literally meant everything to us. I'll just um, I'll chime in that, um, you know, and we become friends and and we love them all so much and it's it is such a an amazing thing and 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 in the studio you know 
Sam and all the, and all of that, you know, they all would say, you know, let's talk about this next song. And I'd get into the Hebrew and to the and explain it. And they were like, you know, because it was important to them and it is. So it was a beautiful thing. But I'll I'll just this one memory of being in the studio. I wasn't in the song because it was an instrumental. So I was sitting behind the glass and I'm looking in and it's all of these guys and Eric um, playing this 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 music that Eric wrote. And I just, I just burst out crying because I, I just felt so grateful, um, so grateful. And I, and, and actually, I remember when we did Lador Vador, which is the, the from generation to generation. It's this very beautiful, um, Jewish teaching, and we did that. And Jerry Douglas played this beautiful dobro part. You started crying in, in the middle of the song. We both did. We just both burst out crying. It was so incredible because he's such a wonderful person and he his music is magical and to have him playing Lador Vador I mean it was like it was just incredible and so, you know it, yeah they're not for me they're not just heroes they're they've changed my life at, at different parts you know we all have these kind of moments in our lives where we turn to music and and uh Jerry and Sam specifically have such soul and so I I felt like I knew them before I knew them and now that I know them, I know like through the I didn't I knew them all along. Their music speaks to exactly who they are. And I've I've sat there in some dark days and and cried myself listening to Jerry Douglas, you know, like that um tribute to Peter O'Donnell from the Alison Krauss live album. Like I've that melody, that melody and the way he plays it knocks me out. And and the, and he did that same kind of stuff on a song that I wrote. So the fact that that like me as a little kid listening to this and then this, you know, amazing person is sitting in front of me playing it. It's it's really been uh, the honor of my my life to be able to work with with my my heroes. I'm curious about how you choose not just the ancient texts to cover, but actual songs by uh, musicians, um, more notably of this century. Um, in particular, um, there is a cover of Tim O'Brien's More Love uh, on the EP, which is uh, out November 15th. Um, what inspires you or what? how do you choose the covers? Because we'll get to another cover in a second, but, but how did you choose More Love by Tim O'Brien? Well, in, in our house, we have... Um... We have two older kids and we have a we have a baby who's a toddler now. She's two, our daughter Willow, and we have two older kids as well. We and we've had, you know, we're one of these families, probably like most, that have music on all the time. Tim O'Brien's albums, um, Cornbread Nation, The Crossing, Fiddler's Green, um, and the one that More Love is from that was big influence for me was uh Real Time, the Daryl Scott duo record. And these are ones that we just have on in the house, you know. While we're cooking, the kids grew up hearing this stuff. And More Love is one of those songs that's always been on, you know. And uh, and the and the lyrics are, Tim is, and he will go down as being, you know, he's still making very relevant music. But, you know, he will go down year after year as being one of the legendary songwriters of, of this generation. Because he's written so many beautiful songs, same as Daryl Scott. Um, and, and it's a, it's a gorgeous song. It's a very, it's a simple song, but it goes so far. And if you listen to the words in whatever time in history, it always applies, especially right now, you listen to these words, let's put down our weapons that, that tear us apart. You know, they're, um, they, they speak volumes. Yeah. So, so Tim, it's it just, just yeah. means a lot to it's us. It's one too. of our favorites. And we just, we felt like if we're going to do one about, we just wanted to do that one. 
Can I mention a little like a, there's a oh yeah this is cool well because the, the song ends we play Tim's More Love our arrangement of it which we pretty much kept to to the same arrangement but yeah. then we follow up the whole rest of the song with Victor Wooten's More Love which is something that I also grew up with hearing from this the Bela and the Flectones um the Flectones live art album they did they did this Victor tune More Love which is to, to me this very repetitive haunting sort of melancholy yet hopeful um, refrain. And they sing that, I think Future Man sings it on, on the recording. So they were both called More Love, so it's a little kind of a, a little- Spelled differently though. Spelled, right? Yeah, L-U-V is the Victor mm -hmm. Wooten version. Of course. But we wanted, this song actually closes the album and it it ends the album with this kind of repeat- It's and like a meditation. Page, and it's a meditation in, you know, putting more love and more love. We tried to have it build and, the musicians on that track, John Mylander played fiddle, it's beautiful, and Philip Towns on Wurlitzer. It's it's we're really proud of this particular track. Yeah. Um, the the EP itself has five originals and, and sorry, sorry, two originals and five covers. The other one that is really interesting to me is Revival by the Allman Brothers, because it is another one of those songs, and there are several on this record. Um, White What Light is another one. There are several songs on this record that are full of hope, and it's just so timely given what is going on in the world right now. Um, how did you come to revival? And because it's an uh, electrified tune, how, how and there is some electric guitar on your version as well. But how did you how did you adapt that song to make it a Nefesh Mountain song and make it your own? Donnie and I have both been Allman Brothers fans forever. You know, all of the, the covers that we did were were really, they weren't just songs we wanted to play. They're songs that have always meant a lot to us, of course. And Revival's one, we know means a lot to you as well, man. <laughs> and to so many, you know, the Allman Brothers are, are you know, come on, they're the best. So we've we've always been fans. I wanted to hear, in particular, I wanted to hear Donnie sing this song. I wanted to hear a woman sing this song. Um, the lyrics are really strong and also really really kind of tender as well but in the in the context of we're in a revolution don't you know we're right mm -hmm. you know when everyone is singing there'll be no one left to fight that's that's like donnie's message that's what she brings to every show you know that's really what her um so to hear her sing those iconic lyrics that of course we heard greg sing on the original was something i really wanted to do and i was really interested in uh in in seeing how the we took i took a little bit of uh painstaking scrutiny to to look at the arrangement of the first half of the instrumental make sure it, it lays right on fiddle guitar and mandolin um and i've i've really and, and we'll, we'll continue to do this been interested in how those kind of more progressive rock and through composed things that maybe came from a rock and roll blues background would apply if you just lay that over on top of these bluegrass instruments uh and i'm really i'm really happy with how it came out i think it was um and we play it a lot live. It's it's great to hear fiddles and mandolins playing this classic kind of almonds line, you know. Um, you are going out on tour. I think you're always touring or at least visiting different places, um, which, yes. is, uh, which is awesome. Um, you're going out on tour in December. And I think it's important what you're doing, the Love and, and Light Tour, um, which will be supporting, of course, the EP, the forthcoming EP. Um, but talk a little bit about... Um, Get, getting out there, the venues you're playing, and the people that you you hope to inspire and, and talk to on this tour. Honestly, in in the last month, with everything that's gone on in the world, we as musicians um, were trying to figure out, you know, what to do with all of this um, 
pain and sadness that we're seeing with the war in Israel and in Gaza and everything that's that's happening. And, um, you know, so many people are are getting on on social media and and yelling and 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 I want to do that too honestly and and I've made a lot of videos that I haven't posted <laughs> <laughs> but um when it comes down to it what do what are we good at what what are or what are we supposed to do what's our gift what's our thing and it's not to be a politician it's not to be screaming it's to be playing music and and trying to heal hearts through music trying to break down walls through music and trying to connect people. And so we decided like, we're gonna like throw down, we're gonna do this tour. We're calling it Love and Light. We want to invite anyone who is around, who wants love, who wants the light, who's feeling alone, who's feeling confused, who's, whose heart is hurting because so many of us are in so much pain over this situation that's happening. We want you to come to our shows and we wanna try to, and we tried to just pack in as many as we possibly could. And we are playing mostly clubs and music venues, performing arts centers. And we are playing some synagogues. These shows are really for anyone who wants to be in community and wants to find connection and love through music. And we're going to try to create that, that loving, soulful, spiritual connection for everybody through our music. That's the goal. You mentioned earlier on that you've sort of progressed beyond being a bluegrass band that you know you've taken on this mantle of americana is that what people can expect now in the live experience that it's it's sort of branched out a little more from from just uh, you know more traditional music i'll just say yeah i mean what's funny is during covid you know before covid we were really a string band and during covid all of these songs you know we're home and then we're doing all these different things and eric you know, started picking up the electric guitar again. And it was just kind of like, and it's something that you've always played. And he started saying like, you know, I, I keep hearing electrics again, or I would, God, it'd be so cool if we could, if we could throw drums in sometimes. And at one point I was like, well, why can't we? Like who, what rules are we living by here? And so it was, um, so it's been really fun and, and really exciting and wonderful to watch Eric, you know, kind of get it, geeky on all the the pedals again and do the whole thing again and so now yeah it's, it's wonderful or expensive I, it's all of it I, <laughs> i'm being look we're on a podcast i'm going to say it nicely it's been wonderful no and so our live show we have a drummer we're you know it's got percussion where um you know eric's playing acoustic guitar banjo and electric it's awesome you know it's adding a whole new groove it's it's just the same us but more more sound more more mm-hmm yeah, it's it's. I think artistically, um, maybe maybe Donnie mentioned COVID. I get restless. I get a little bit of. I want to try other things. I want to try, you know, to use. I play banjo and guitar, or at least throughout all of our band, I've always played, you know, a dreadnought flat pick guitar and and a and a banjo, mostly Scrugg style. Um, and they're two completely very similar instruments, really, when you boil them down. But they're two. Com completely different voices. And I think that the one thing that I've missed from being an electric player in my former professional life before Nefesh Mountain was the sustain of electric guitar and really the, or slide even in particular is hearing, hearing really being vocal through a guitar, which is harder to do, frankly, in the bluegrass world. So, you know, we, we're, we're just, um, like Donnie said, we're the same band, <laughs> we're the same message, the same people. And, uh, we're just jamming a little more. There's definitely like, a lot we're more just jamming. Getting back to our, you know, Grateful Dead. You know, it's just 
Yeah, I'm listening to a lot more fish these days. (laughs) Again, back to my kind of back to my roots. You know, I love I love fish and yeah, yeah. We love Mike. Well, we've been we've been close with Mike for the last last few years and his family. Excellent, good to hear. Well, all of our listeners feel the same about uh, that music as well. Um, Aside from this EP, I would imagine that you have now that you have this um, new sound, this exciting sound. I would imagine that you're writing new music um for perhaps something longer than an ep not that these these seven songs aren't beautiful but you probably are writing something for uh a a long longer record is that something that we'll see in in the new year as well yes this ep is uh was it was a um all of our previous records were there was a lot of pre-production there was a lot of planning and for me a lot of composing i did this 10 minute suite on our last record and there's a lot of stuff we pack a lot we do a lot in our in fact david famously in my head david greer always he said to me one time in the studio he's like man would it kill you to write a short song <laughs> and i was like well, it would i i always do too much and you say every time you're like i'm gonna write a short song i never write never. a short song but so <clears throat> this album was this um the cabin sessions is much different there's three days in the studio kind of the framework of songs and we jammed a lot it was there's a ton of different there's long songs they're not meant for radio it was really a different statement for me this cabin sessions ep that's coming out soon is uh is the doorway into the next what is leading up to the next record which is what your question is about you know so we have i have probably three dozen songs that are ready to be finished that are that need some tweaking and ideas and stuff so we're really yeah, excited we're, to we're gonna lock in the studio the- and get this all we're we're about to kind of start the start whole hitting. thing yeah. hitting yeah so it's going it's going to be it's going to be great and we're super psyched about this new one as a fan of your music have you ever considered putting together a compilation of all of the traditional hebrew songs that you guys sing just cuz it would be nice to have the whole the whole collection in, in one place or is that something that you're always adding to so you don't want to sort of make a compilation of that material just yet I never even thought of doing that once. It's a good idea. I don't know. We could. Why not? It is a good idea. It's not a bad idea at all. All right. Well, I'll take 10 points. Wow. And... There you go. It could be the uh, <laughs> the iris picks. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I've gotten to know you guys over the last couple of weeks since I've heard the record. And the, the spirit with that you bring to not just the music, but the the community around us is is really exciting and and really heartfelt. Um, so I thank you for that. Hopefully, um, we'll be able to sing uh, happier songs, songs that aren't so serious in, in the new year or sooner. Um, thank you so much for taking the time uh, for introducing, accidentally introducing me to your music. Um, I really appreciate it. I can't believe uh, you weren't on my radar, and for that, uh, I apologize. Um, but thank you so much uh, for for everything that you're doing, and and keep up the good work. And we're here for you whenever you have new music or a new story to tell. The Sound Podcast and our listeners will be here for you. So thanks for taking the time, guys. That's wonderful. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Our short interview barely scratches the surface on what is an incredible story, not only from a music perspective, but also from an important cultural one. Nefesh Mountain's Americana sound, combined with their message of love, peace, and understanding, should serve as a guiding light in these tragic times. Their use of ancient texts, folk music, brought to life with excellent musicianship and beautiful harmonies, makes listening to Nefesh Mountain a must, no matter your religious or cultural background. For more on Nefesh Mountain, including tour dates, visit nefeshmountain.com. 
Before we leave you, let's listen to a cover from the Cabin Sessions EP due out February 2nd. Here's a beautiful twist on the Allman Brothers Band's Revival. Enjoy.
You've been listening to The Sound Podcast. Technical production by Adam Karsh and Andrea Ruse. Inspired by the music we love. For more, visit thesoundpodcast.com.